Hello. Welcome to Unsolicited. I have been gone for a while, a couple of years, in fact. And so as fate would have it, something really significant happened last week, kind of like a creative mm, paradigm shift, I guess, in the way that I'm thinking about the story that I need to tell that was inspired by my mom. I launched my podcast in 2021 on Mother's Day um, and with the intention of following all of the steps that I was going to have to take from writing a feature film to getting it produced and directing it myself. And uh, since then, so many things have happened. I started that podcast. I had moved in the pandemic, kind of the second half of the pandemic, uh, out of Chicago, where I'd spent 18 years uh, building my career, um, left my job, and the pandemic happened right after I did that, somehow made it through the pandemic, sold our house, moved on and started making our way to L.A., decided we'd stop by, do a little pit stop in Arizona for two months, turned into two years. It's there that I started my podcast. My sister, one of my sisters lives there. She has a couple of kids and my mom lives there. So it was just a great time to be with family. And then after two years there, I figured I, I have to leave or I just never will. It was very hard to leave, for sure. A lot harder leaving Arizona than it was leaving Chicago, actually. Um, and Eric and I moved to L.A. Finally. And I've done so many things, and so many things have happened, but I want to focus on one thing in this kind of relaunch episode. Um, because I think it is phenomenal how this thing that I did has led to where I am today. And I could not see it coming. I thought, oh my God, I, I've basically taken a complete turn, if not 180. It just hit me like a freight train. But in a good way, in the best way. Okay, so where do I want to start? When I moved here... Um, one of the things that I did within a couple of months is I started um, up with Gary Imhoff in his professional uh, artist workshop. So this is scene study class. It's typically uh, meant for actors to um, direct themselves in scene work and then receive feedback from Gary as the director of the class. Um, but he's more recently opened up his class to directors with an eye to helping directors become better directors um, by casting scenes, either original or, you know, whatever other uh, previously produced work they like to explore, casting those in the class and then receiving feedback on their directorial abilities. Um, and actually, I had taken a class with Gary in 2018 before I ever even knew I wanted to move to LA for sure. It was kind of when I was figuring out whether or not I wanted to shift my career back into film and television. Uh, I had originally spent some time in documentary commercial network documentary television. And um, 
the kind of like the winter spring that changed the entire direction of my career in 2018, I took this same class with Gary. I don't know how I found him. I think I just Googled him more or less. And I said, I want to take, uh, I want to study with you so that I can become a better director. And I didn't even think that I'd be able to direct in the class. I wanted to act to be a better director. I wanted to have more empathy for the role of the actor. I wanted to understand what it was. And it was something that I thought was big and scary, but that would definitely help me understand uh, different aspects of the creative process. So did that for a few weeks, uh, then had to go back, had to go back to Chicago. And, and then all these years later, now it's 2023 moving back to LA, I started up classes again. Okay, so now with a different intention, because now I have a mature screenplay that I've written, Mother of the Ride, inspired by my mom, and Eric's mom. And um, my intention in the class is to take scenes from that script and direct them and receive feedback about the writing, about the directing, about all of it. So the first thing that I did, I just jumped right in. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I focused on uh, about five or six pages in the inciting incident. And that is a scene with Linda, our main protagonist, and her daughter, Angela. Um, and because this mother-daughter relationship is inspired by my relationship with my mom, uh, you can understand Angela to be like a proxy for me. So we have a, a scene where the mother and do- the daughter have a disagreement. And I directed the scene. It went phenomenally well. I was so lucky so lucky that I was able to cast two amazing actors in the scene who just fit the description perfectly. Um, that made it a huge success. It was really my first opportunity to direct anything from this piece of work. So I kept on going. I took another scene. And this time it was a scene with Angela and her friend, Chrissy. And this time I played Angela. I learned a lot from that. That one wasn't as much of a home run. There were Um, some things I needed to adjust in that scene. And I started learning a lot more about trying to do too much in a scene and being really careful about not trying to overpack a scene with too many shifts and too many turns because it kind of muddies the water. Um, In any event, I put it up and then tweaked it a bit with some feedback, put it up again and got better. And then decided to move on from that one to what I thought was going to be a really difficult scene in my script, which is the break into act three, where Linda uh, and her road trip companion Joan are having a crisis moment. And it's the moment that instigates Linda's internal transformation. And just I knew... uh, intuitively that something was wrong with it. I knew it was overwritten, but then there were so many things that I wanted to say. And again, you know, doing too much in a scene is definitely one of the problems with it. Um, So I cast it from the class again, the same actor playing Linda, a new actor coming in as Joan. I told Gary I was needing some feedback about whether or not I was overwriting, whether or not you know, the scene was doing what I needed it to do. And his feedback 
for me was uh, a bit out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. He, he basically said, you don't have enough conflict in the scene, actually. And it was hard for me because, you know, I had actually, there's so much conflict in this script because they're on a disastrous road trip and it's conflict. And after conflict, it's a lot like planes, trains, and automobiles. Mismatched uh, buddy road trip comedy. So I really was trying to not actually have a lot of direct conflict uh, in that scene. It's more of an ideological conflict because I felt like I needed a tone shift or not a tone shift, but like a rhythmic shift. Um, And Gary insisted, no, no, you need to put the conflict in here or else it's just two women who are kind of you know, playing their small violins, and it just gets boring. And somebody else in the class who's a great director said something to me that really stuck. And she said, don't think of conflict as argument. So I went back and I rewrote it. And the spirit of the scene was still the same. I was still trying to accomplish the same things. I was trying to, you know, break Linda's character open so she can finally see what she needs to do that will carry us through to the end of the movie. And I put it back up. I recast it this time. The, the actors weren't available who were in it before. It's all, it all was a good for me to recast it anyway because uh, I wanted to see what some other actors could bring to these roles. And so I did it this time less as a fully imagined scene where everybody was off book. I, I kept them on book. The scripts were on the table, and I also extracted it from the actual from the from the time and place well not from the time but maybe from the location it was in before and I just put them at, at a table instead of where they were before just to, so I could focus on the relationship and I made it a director's working session so they ran the scene and then I gave them feedback and they ran it again and so I was getting this time not only Gary's take on the re-upped scene but also his take on my process of directing in the moment which is also really important to me and so um, I did some experimental things with the actors to connect them and get their energy flow together after they read it the first time. And it was amazing to see how just asking them to hold hands, for example, uh, for a few minutes and to tell each other how they feel about each other, what their best and worst qualities were, to talk at each other while holding their hands totally changed the second reading of the scene dramatically. And then we started playing with some improv yada yada the scene's over we get feedback and this time Gary tells me I still think you have a writing problem and something for him wasn't working the hard part for me um receiving feedback is that the people giving me the feedback um might be right about the scene but they don't have the full context for the entire story They haven't read the entire script. They're just seeing the scenes that I've put in class, right? And this is the first one with Linda and Jones. They don't, I try to preface the scene with some back story so they know how we got where we are. They still haven't read it. You know, they still don't know all of it. Um, And that is both a strength and a weakness. I mean, it's, it's a liability in the sense that they can't fully understand it, but it's a strength in the sense that they can focus on what they do see and it's not being muddied by too much information. And so Gary was saying, again, it's thematically, I was doing too much now, not just in this scene, but maybe in the script overall. 
it started to feel like two different movies to him. What I was showing him in the third act was this road trip gone wrong, finally getting on the right foot. And what I had set up in the first scene that went so, 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 so well was a mother and daughter and their tender relationship. And he said, I just don't understand why Linda can't learn from Angela. Because I kept on insisting that Joan is Linda's perfect teacher. She's the only one who can crack her out of her way of thinking and and make her see things differently. And then Gary asked me a question. Well, he asked me actually two questions. He said, Alicia, have you learned from your mother? And I said, yes, without hesitation. And then he said, do you think your mother has learned from you? And that question kind of hit like a ton of bricks because it's not something that I had ever consciously considered. And it was a very poignant question that really got me thinking. And basically what he told me is, I think you're focusing on the wrong relationship. Why can't you make Angela Linda's best teacher? And why actually isn't she? And why am I not seeing that? And why am I trying to make it this other woman? It wasn't adding up to him. I was too close to it to be able to see that I had protected myself from exploring the relationship between the mother and the daughter, probably because it was so emotionally personal to me. The seed for the idea of this story was really, what would it be like if, if the real life Linda, my mom, and the real life Joan, Eric's mom, were stuck together and they could not escape each other? And what is really the only practical time that, that would happen? It would be if they were on a road trip. And now, and then I worked back from there. I'm like, okay, so what would force them to be on a road trip? And I pulled from my own experience. And then I started, you know, building this architecture around why things need to be, be this way. But what I was missing was that as I built that world, the most interesting part of it ended in the first 15 pages. And that... Um, yeah, I was focusing on the wrong story. I say this pretty matter-of-factly right now, but in the moment, like, it really triggered me emotionally into some tears. And um, because, you know, what more tender relationship do any of us have than that with our mothers? If you are a writer or interested in listening to podcasts from professional writers. There are two that I think you can't miss. Script Notes is one of them. The other one is The Screenwriting Life by uh, Meg LaFoe and um, Laurie and McKenna. And they are just so great. And one of the things they talk about a lot is that writers have to access the lava inside of them to write from a deeply, um, a place of deep emotional truth. When Gary asked me, has your mother learned from you? It was like he took an axe and just chopped open like this portal into this hot flowing lava. And this like soulful, emotional experience that I had as a reaction to that question told me that that's what I needed to be writing about. Because that's where all of... The lava is for me. I just had so much of an emotional roller coaster coming out of that feedback session, figuring out, okay, what do I want to do? 
And then I woke up the next morning and realized I had this deep sigh. And Eric was like, what's wrong? And I said, well, yesterday I had a finished script and today I have nothing. And he said, well, you've had nothing before. You can do it. I do have, I have something. I have so much. In fact, I have like the key to everything I need, which is the relationship I need to follow. And I never thought in a million years that I would be telling you I'm going to rewrite the story and one of the main characters is going to change. I never would have thought that that was going to happen. In fact, if someone told me, okay, Alicia, we want to produce this script, but you got to kill one of the storylines, I for sure would have killed the Angela storyline. Screw it. Like, this is about the women on the road trip. And now, you know, I see it totally differently. And I want to take you into more process-driven insight into what I'm doing and how I'm going to tackle this rewrite. How am I going to build this story back up? Actually, you know what was awesome? I shared this creative revolution with my sister. And she... And I was talking to her about like, hey, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to open it. And here's what I want to think I could keep from what I did before. But I don't really know how to make that resonant now. And she had such a great idea. And that really infused a lot of energy for me. So I'm just going to start writing from the first page. You know, when I tackled the first script, I actually started writing in the middle because that was the scene that excited me. I really believe you should chase the energy. You have to keep the engine running and if that's the jump start you need to get into it, then follow that. I wasn't sure exactly where it was going to be for me in this new page one rewrite, but I think it's page one to start with. And then maybe I'll jump around. I could end up writing some, a bunch of scenes, like maybe a dozen different scenes and seeing where I think that they can fit in the puzzle. And there's so many different processes that writers go through to try to figure it out. And I'm not sure exactly where I'll land on this one. I really want to operate more from an intuitive place rather than like a beat sheet. So I'm going to try that. Anyway, thank you for listening. Hey, would you do me a favor? Would you mind rating this podcast? And of course, leave a glowing review, but it does help me as I'm kickstarting this thing up again, to kind of jolt the algorithm that I exist. I'd really appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks.